0: Hello, Hunters, and welcome to the Hunters Hub. Uh, today, this is Fortwan signing in, um, and we'll be talking with Haru. How are you doing?
1: Moderately alive to severely uh, uh, hopeless.
0: Okay. <laughs> and our new co-host and returning many-time guest, MorgDaddy. How are you oh, doing? I'm
2: doing excellent. A little bit burnt out, I've been super busy, but I'm enjoying life.
0: Okay, uh, I am I am not burned now, I am still full throttle into Iceborne, and we're going to be talking about that a lot today, uh, along with some uh, hopeful news and a little bit of what we've been playing outside of Monster Hunter, finally, after like, what, five episodes or something? Um, <laughs> five episodes, four episodes exactly of five just episodes, Monster yes. Hunter, um, which, hey, you know... That's kind of where we got our start, so why not talk the crap out of it? Um, so before we get into the Monster Hunter stuff, uh, thank you, Wolfie Mellon, for the music, and uh, we'll get started with um, a teaser from I, I guess he's the developer, I'm not as familiar with uh, the series uh, as as you are, Haru, and I don't know how much you've played it, Morg. Mm-hmm. I think you said you played a little bit of it, uh, which is Okami, uh, very highly praised game, uh, a lot of people got a second wind of it um, on the Wii, and then a third wind of it on the Switch, um, when it originally came out for PS2, I believe, question mark?
1: Well, actually, um pushes glasses up, It uh, there was an HD port for PS3, and the Switch port was with the 8th gen remaster, that it released, I think, I want to say a okay. bit after that, but-
0: Sometime last year is when that HD re-release happened on Switch, or whatever, remaster, or whatever you want to call it. Um, anyways, Okami's a very loved game. I've never touched it. I know it's a it's a doggo that likes to paint, from what I understand. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, there's a tease, or I guess he's one of the developers, talked about possibly having uh, Okami 2. And <sighs> the only thing we saw was a tweet where... Uh, the lady interview him just sort of like smiled and walked off camera, and then. Yes, it's,
1: it's um, it was tweeted out by Kumi Nakamura, who is, you will probably have recognized her from E3, on Bethesda stage even. She's, uh, sort of an art, uh, developer in that, in that sphere, mm-hmm. and she, uh, was with Tango Gameworks, um, on, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. But she's left that Mm -hmm. as of a couple months ago, and she's tweeted out a video of her and um, Hideki Kamiya, the original director of Okami, um, saying he says Okami's coming back. And she asks, really? And he says, yep. Yep. (laughs) They kind of laugh. Um, Hmm. It, it's very. She
0: just sort of awkwardly smiles and walks away. Yeah, kind of walks off. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not that big of a deal. It's like, yeah. ah,
2: nah, no, nah. Okami. We knew it, There was going to be a sequel. You know, everybody loved that game. You know, you know we'll, we'll just kind of, you know, yeah, yeah, it's coming out. And then all the fanboys are just like, oh,
3: yes,
0: Okami two. It's like, uh, you know, I, I'm just going to say this. Like, I don't play. I never played Okami. I don't even know how great the game is. I'm sure it's really great for those who have played it. I am going to be a little skeptical because a lot of times when a series comes back from the dead it maybe doesn't have the best performance out of the gate. I can think of one exception.
1: (laughs) So anyway, uh, the actual fact of this case is Hideki Kami is like uh, quote tweeting this saying, let's do it Capcom. Capcom obviously is the rights holder to Okami because it was developed uh, sort of in mm-hmm. this proto-platinum studio that was under Capcom called Clover Games that made Okami and Beautiful Joe and Close. Oh yeah, I um,
0: remember
1: Beautiful oh, Joe.
0: <laughs> I love Beautiful Joe. henshin a baby!
1: And, um, yeah, he also tweeted out, uh, Okami will be back ellipses someday, ellipses, I believe. So, like, I don't know what the hell this guy's doing, I like, getting people's hopes up. <laughs> Uh, and tweeting in this manner, in, in the definitive, and then in the like possible tense. Right. Uh, but Capcom had a press a uh, a stockholders meeting last week where they talked about they wanted to revive dead series and come out mm-hmm. with new series, but with new sequels that would focus on uh, maintaining Capcom's sort of reputation for quality with many of their games, many of their AAA games. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so maybe it's this is sort of like a publicity stunt to gauge interest and sort of like like Kickstarter's can be a showing uh, of support of like people who actually buy yeah. the game for actual investors that want to fund game projects. So it could be some sort of situation like this where they're trying to, uh, I guess, negotiate in the press.
0: Triple A's kickstarting games. Does that? Does that feel wrong to anyone else? Like, I don't.
1: <laughs> well, I mean.
0: Sure, okay, let's... crowdfunding isn't bad, but, like. Isn't that.
1: <sighs> well, I mean, the big example of that was um, Shenmue 3, but they're not actually kickstarting anything here now. It's just. They're sort of it's using it as a gauge of public interest. interest. Yeah. Probably, maybe. I don't know.
0: I mean, it's not like they're not going to take the money. Right? Like, they'd do it. Well,
2: uh, yeah. They'd
0: take all that money. Well, well they're I guess... not asking for any money
3: yet.
2: I guess a couple of things that they want to do is they probably want to, like, gauge the audience or at least um, the buyers to see, like, you know, how much interest they would have in the game. I guess they might be probing that way. Who knows? Because, I mean, like, if, if a franchise, you know, hasn't been um, active for a very long time, they... Now, who are they to know? Like what the community is going to be like? You know, are they even still around? Like, would they still even appreciate that game? Kind of thing. It could be
0: maybe in that I mean, sense. It's,
2: I mean, I I can't imagine them it, being so petty that they wouldn't be able to put out enough of the money like themselves to be able to make the game. But maybe uh, on the offhand, maybe they just don't want to take that kind of an economic risk. Maybe I don't know.
0: I'm sure that many people at game studios because it's not just capcom that does this kind of stuff like hey we want to gauge interest it's like um you just have to like not even google just hang around in a forum for a while and you will learn how much interest there is in something or ask a question on reddit hey do you guys remember this game and watch the upvotes fly like i just like i don't understand that when companies do that like hey we want to gauge interest like I get that for a new IP, right? When people are like, "Oh, okay, this is cool," or well, "I don't like this," and that kind of thing. Because a new IP is a risk, but like, reviving an old franchise, like I said, most of the time it doesn't work out. They still sell well, right? Like, mm-hmm. they like. There's nothing like I don't I don't get the gauging interest part. I am not against people bringing back Okami, uh whatsoever. Do it, awesome you know people love the series that's great um and i don't really see it being bad honestly i'm just like i never got that stance like i never got that like hey i need to gauge interest i'm like just you know go to your own forums capcom about Okami. like i'm sure you'll be able to gauge some interest there uh to, it's so weird be, i don't know
1: to be clear um one other important detail is that Akumi Nakamura actually was credited as, as a background artist and worked on the original Okami for PS2. Okay. So, uh, before that studio was shut down. So, um, so, that, so that's sort I, of why. It
0: was originally on PS2. Yes.
1: Yeah, she seemed to have some relationship with uh, Hideki Kamiya, and that's, seem- that's seemingly why she's now here, uh, involved ah, with the project. Okay.
0: okay. Cool. Yeah, a lot of times in the investor room meeting stuff. Most of the time, I'm like, "So, what's the next Monster Hunter?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh so because we're going to hear something eventually, right? Because they said, "Hey, Iceborne's last big expansion." So
2: I can imagine that'll probably year. well, if history stands, it'll probably come out. Maybe with, I could imagine maybe when the next new console comes out, maybe when they want to maybe test out the uh, the hardware on that new system, like when maybe PS Five comes out. I can imagine it coming out by then, and probably give them enough time. That'd to be, be able way to... too
1: soon. That's that's like two years. Yeah, they said
2: it would no, come that's out. That's about
1: like almost three years from Christmas when season. the world launched. But they also had to make Iceborne in the meantime. Mm, good point.
2: Well, maybe.
0: Iceborne uh, was. Weren't they tackled by the uh, another team? Like, wasn't Iceborne, didn't they kind of combine the two teams of Monster Hunter to do Iceborne? They... Uh, they
1: combined the two teams for development of World. We don't know who developed Iceborne, we just know it was directed by the guy who directed GU. Well, they had, yeah,
0: uh, right. in that live those dev streams, they talked about uh, the guy who did uh, Gen U, the director for that, was the one who headed up the Iceborne project.
2: That is correct, um, yeah.
1: Right, but why so, wouldn't Ichinose direct it if the portable team was on it? it should, like Ichinose is a long standing director of Capcom. He's probably doing something. Uh he did generations. Yeah, that's and Portal what I'm, Third.
2: I'm
0: Yeah, that's wh- that's what I'm saying is like uh he's pro they're probably working on something like they haven't broken this every year streak since two thousand four. Mm-hmm. I don't think next year's gonna be that streak breaking either.
1: I yeah, know, but there's not Monster Hunter 6 next year. There's not the sequel to World and Iceborne. It's going to be like maybe a Switch game or like a side game. Or I mean, they've been surprising
0: game. the hell out of us these these past few iterations, World and Iceborne. Like, how, how down were we on the monster count for Iceborne? And it ended up being pretty comparable to what they said. Like, yeah. I don't even remember. Like, I don't know. I, I don't – I'm not really going to expect – Monster Hunter Generation 6. But then again, if it happens, I'm going to be like...
1: Monster Hunter Generation right? 6. <laughs> you know, that's not too far from believable. <laughs> At least, like, five of those games on 3DS.
0: I mean, but that's... You know, there's always been, you know, major upgrades of these Generation 2. And it could be a side game. We could get stories, too. That would count. Uh, it counts. always
3: pray...
1: Um, but uh, before we move on from this topic, I wanted to just, like, talk a little bit about why Okami 2 uh, would be so important, not just to the series and to these fans, myself included, but to the mm-hmm. genre that it, it inhabits. It's basically a dormant genre, um, which is sort of like 3D Metroidvania games. Okami was famously a takeoff on Zelda with, like, a different sort of yeah. premise, a different sort of character and setting. Um, but you know, just like you get items in Zelda, you would talk to the brush gods and you get the different brush techniques that would be like vine or blossom or ice or fire, lily pad, things like that. Mm-hmm. And it had the same sort of core gameplay loop of the Metroidvania in progression. You'd run into like this like floating flower bud and you're like, what, what does that do? And then you get the vine power and you draw a line from your character to the, to the floating thing and you'd be able to like lasso up to it. Um. Mm-hmm. And, and it's that sort of like, not just getting items and having powers and using them, but there being this environment that you have to observe and interact with, uh, and, and uh, with these powers that you're constantly getting that sort of f- forms the basis of the Metroidvanian, uh, at least the AAA Metroidvania
3: genre. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Cause Metroidvania is alive and well in the indie scene. Um, what is it uh off the top of my head there's like hollow knight that's really big blasphemous that came out not too long ago i would say falls under that key um i mean there's like too, uh I know, celeste isn't really a metroidvania um, scribble knots i don't know i played scribble knots on the wii u a long time ago i think I that's didn't...
1: I think that's a bit different. Um, <laughs> I was just but anyway, like, I,
0: yeah,
1: like none of these games you're talking about, none of them have in-depth dungeons. None of them have in-depth level design. Um, well, I mean, some of them have level design. I Guess I'm thinking of wrong legs.
0: I mean, Hollow Knight has level design. <laughs> Let's be clear, Hollow Knight is like really robust, especially for right. Well, um, an indie game with this but... sp-
1: particular uh, just sort of manifestation of the genre. Um,
0: well, it's just, like, you really... You are right in the fact that 3D ones aren't super popular. Right. It is all 2D that we're talking about. Mm-hmm.
1: It's, it's a really singular and underpopulated genre. My own theory to that would be that I think it's just really expensive and hard to make a game like this. Because Zelda games, 3D Zelda games, they're long, they're very polished, and they have a lot of moving parts. Um... Like, you'll get all these items these different dungeons, and not even all the interactions are limited to items. There's, like, blocks and physics and different sort of, like, tons of enemy types, much more than normal games Mm -hmm. uh, that aren't Monster Hunter. Um, And, and of course, unique bosses for all the dungeons. Like, Okami had, I I looked at it today, and it had, like, um, seven full dungeons and three Mm -hmm. mini-dungeons. Which is as many as Wind Waker, which is one of the shorter Zelda three D Zeldas. Um Yeah. Which is like what about, really promising for like which literally a freshman effort for for this developer, um, in making a Zelda game. What
0: about Darksiders? Isn't Darksiders along the same genre? I haven't played Darksiders. Oh, either, I've played Darksiders. So.
1: Um Darksiders is
2: more of like um how do, I, how do I describe it? It, de- it definitely has, like, sort of... Sp- More action. It, it, I, I it is definitely seen, right? action-packed, like, um... But, um, yeah, there are certain, like, Zelda themes to it where there are certain puzzles and clues that you have to solve and whatever. And, of course, at the very end, there's usually a big boss fight where you have to figure out, um, the particular weakness or whatever, or some sort of right. flaw. Um and yeah, there there are um, levels of progression where you have to have or obtain a particular item or a certain skill that would allow you to be able to progress in um, certain areas of like older maps that you wouldn't have had access otherwise to. Um, but yeah, okay. it, it's kind of in that same area. So it's but, got
0: similarities, but it's not the same. Um, I get you. I
2: think Okami is more um, artistic in its in its style. Like it's definitely got sort of that. Um, what is that uh japanese old uh painting um thing i can't remember what it's called you're
0: talking about the uh <laughs> yeah i know, you know what, what you're i'm talking about, about right it's it's that uh, what was yeah.
2: that era in japanese culture where um they got super duper artsy and then like they had the shogun in charge and stuff like that i can't remember but yeah it's kind of like very themed around that sort of style
3: okay <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who
2: don't know, if you ever played Marvel vs. Capcom, it's the Japanese wolf thing, okay? Super cool god thing, whatever it is.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah there's that famous the, all the waves crashing is is one of the more famous mm-hmm. paintings. Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I get what you're saying. Um, that's cool. I'm I'm excited that you know the people are gonna uh, you know go nuts over an Akami too. I might get around to playing one and, you know, join join the fan base at some point. It doesn't sound like a game I would hate. It's just nothing that I uh, intersected with me at the time. Now, granted, uh, trying to pin down my interest in video games is hard for just about anyone. And it has frustrated people on the Discord before. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? You don't like this? Why? You, but you like this? I, just, I, I can't <laughs> explain it. So, like, I remember when uh, Okami came out in the ps2 era um i had just also got a uh xbox or something I, I can't remember maybe it was a little later maybe there was an hd remake for the uh 360 uh and that era the ps3 yeah the ps3 remake you're talking about and i had a ps3 and a uh 360 and i had the choice between new turok or okami
1: oh god i chose turok why <laughs> I,
0: have zero um, I love, Turok. Dude, I love Turok.
3: so anyway
1: the, the japanese painting style we're talking about the traditional one is uh yukio e um, and you'll the see one. the sort of paintings with the vertical uh characters and um of so the, the very parchment tone things and sort of like um often sort of sparse paintings with sort of um i guess uh the, the, sort of, the sort of flowing uh, brush stroke uh, calligraphy. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so, let me just defend myself here. As a Native American who loves dinosaurs, how can I not love Turok? Just saying. <laughs> 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 just going to put that out there. <laughs> um, okay. So cool. Um, Morg. Uh, so um, I'm kind of still fuzzy. Just, Have you played? Okami?
2: Um, I'm, I'm very familiar with it, and I've seen other people play it, but I've actually never played it myself, unfortunately. I kind of missed okay. the wave when it happened, but I'm very very familiar with Okami.
0: See? Turok was awesome, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so what were you going to say, Har?
1: <laughs> so, um, I think to, to say more about the Metroidvania discussion, I think there's lots yeah, of sure. games with Metroidvania yeah. elements. Like God of War, the new one, has Metroidvania elements. You get the stuff, you like Kill the Brambles with fire or yeah. whatever it was. That was such a fantastic but game. There's like two I didn't get or three it. upgrades in God of War, and no one can really yeah. argue that's the main thrust of the game when it's so much about no, combat. No, no, no. That's and, definitely uh, that's quests. definitely
0: more of a third person action story game. Like I don't know how to categorize it other than it was meant to, you know, play the narrative with actually decent gameplay. Um, nothing against the game as to why I didn't finish it. Uh, Let's just say there was a lot of personal reasons why I didn't finish that game, very very emotional reasons at the time. So (laughs) um, probably will never finish that game as a result. Yeah, Uh, God
1: of War is also sort of a bit on the short side to really be a Metroidvania game and have that sort of like sort of that shift from the beginning of the game to all through all these upgrades towards the end of the game. Mm -hmm. Um, And also sort of you know not not too many bosses in that one oddly enough. Unless you count like yeah, all the Valkyries, I,
2: oh my god,
1: they're so brutal. Yeah, that's um, that's when I stopped playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just get to like, the Valkyrie okay, Queen. Okay, of War, you you win. You've done it.
0: I You've won. I murdered fairy people. That's the last thing I remember. Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're
1: not far at all. Yeah.
2: You, no,
0: you, no, but there's a like I said, there's a reason for that. Yeah, I, know, but, I would say you play through the best part of the game. Yeah. The start. <laughs> I made it to the Feywild. Yeah. Yeah, I I, mean, I like that cuz it's kind of D&D reference stuff cuz the Feywild, but yeah, it was pretty cool. Obviously that yeah, it's based on actual, you know, folklore and not D&D, but <laughs> I mean, like there are some um, okay. b-
2: loose ties from D&D that link to certain like um, yeah. Oh that, yeah. Uh,
0: it 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 always it, it always reaches into other cultures and pulls stuff out. That's that's what D&D does. Mm-hmm. Like that's what fantasy got, does. Can, yeah. So yeah, it's it's kind of disingenuous to call it Hell, oh, that's a and d setting thing when actually it's really more closely tied to the actual sort of like mythology they're pulling from the yeah. game. So like it's both most, mostly that they're both D&D and God of War pulling from the same source than anything else. Um Anyways, um, so uh, we're going to talk about uh, some of the higher-end monsters in Monster Hunter um, that we didn't talk about previously. Um, so I- we're going to start off with the thing f- thing, doodle new monkey, uh, Rajang again. Um, we talked a lot about him uh, last week, but we didn't really get into some uh topics as like it only been out like what a day by the time we recorded so we didn't really get a, get around to hunting him as much as we could have to give like a full well-rounded opinion um so why don't you start us off morg oh my since God. you are oh, here oh,
2: oh, oh. Rajang is so much fun he's so scary but he's so fun and he's almost um he's almost identical to um how he used to play back in the day but a little bit more intelligent and like um, uh, where where do I even begin? Like he he's got um the Sonic Death Ball attack. He's got the Lightning Breath attacks. Uh, when you enrage him, he turns gold. He's got um, his Rampage mode where his arms become completely indestructible or almost indestructible unless you tenderize them. Um,
0: right, which is weird. Yeah, right. Like that that mechanic just sort of circumvents that whole. Yeah, like that whole. uh difficulty spike of Rajan is like, Hey, you know, the place that you're supposed to hit him, you can't hit him at all. There. Yeah. There. And it's like, Oh, well now we can get yeah. around. That. Um, well there's always
1: okay. been mind's eye if you wanted to get around that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That does help.
0: That's true. But that was very hard to build for in previous games. Like you had to actually build for it and it was not easy. Um, I don't even. I think a lot of times it involved silver Rathalos in the old games. Like <laughs>
2: I do remember that. Yeah. Which we'll get to yeah, in this fencing one. was was definitely something that was uh, kind of tricky to put into sets, and I don't know if anybody really puts them into sets anymore. But um, yeah, oh my gosh, Raging is very fun for that. You
0: can with a level two gem. Oh now. my god, a level two gem.
2: One that I still don't have. Ugh! But anyways, yeah, um, to... have...
1: that's pretty good drop for blade masters. Yeah. Oh my god,
0: I have three
1: lucky
2: you oh
0: my god also been playing over 750 hours in monster in a world so eh. yeah lucky or just a lot of chances
2: um yeah um whenever you break a part off of his body he like um like there are two different things that he does like um he'll like literally like recoil like as if he's like in pain like he'll like panic spin backwards going ah like, I can't believe he broke my face. Right. But then, like, um, if he's up against the wall, he'll he'll brace himself, lean up against it, breathe heavy, yes. and then he'll lunge at you. Like, oh my god. Like yes. he's like an I'ma get you for that kind of look in his eye when he does it too. Um Yeah. Then there's You do not mess with the golden Exactly. Monkey. You don't mess with him, <laughs> otherwise he just goes all Tack-a-rot! And but
1: um so, Yeah. His his like counterattack animation, like you were saying, it sort of reads like a flinch, but it's um it's sort of like a fake and then it has that sort of counterattack like a lot of uh, the new iterations of monsters do. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's gonna so be uh, really, crazy. really uh, yeah, just tricky. Just um when you first learn the fight. It,
0: it also helps that I just rewatched all of the D B Z Saiyan saga too, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gets the reference. Yes! <laughs> An anime one too. That should be double points oh, for yeah. me. <laughs> um so uh one of the things that um we didn't really get into with uh Rujanga, we touched on it a little bit. Um I kind of don't there's there's some things I don't agree with you, Morg, on um Rajang mm-hmm. here. Um, he's smaller he
2: is actually he's he is actually smaller. a lot smaller now in the in this game like back then um he was like taller than a truck but now he's he's right. comparable about to the size of a gorilla
0: yeah he, like his average size is, is much lower in in iceborne which i find strange mm-hmm. right because like there's so many very large monsters um and, it, and like, especially like Savage Devil Joe, which I think on average is larger than a Devil Joe, which was already very big. So like there's a, but I think it does prove a point. You don't mess with a John because no, like no. he <laughs> freaking punches out that Savage. Uh, we'll, we'll get into some of the turf war stuff. But we talked about that last week though. Like, oh my God. He's, he, he just, he just messes with yeah. people. Uh, the other thing is I think he's actually kind of easier. And I said this last week, and I wasn't really sure about it, but now that I have since talking last week about Rajong, completely changed my build as far as not like just like skills and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I'm no longer a hammer user. I've switched back to Charge Blade from never playing it in World, relearning the weapon from For You days and and generations uh, oh, one. Wow, like the generations base game. Um, I'm starting doing Charge Blade again. And I found, like, Rajong actually extremely easy with both the Hammer and the Charge Blade. Um, and I don't know. Obviously, there's a little bit of, like, hey, my previous experience, I know what to expect. Blah, 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 blah. And in general, the Monster Hunter World iteration of uh, the, the series is easier. So there's, there's some of that. But um, that doesn't diminish him in the least for me. There's still... Uh, there's still that new super slam attack that he does that is very dangerous, and it's not like I haven't carded to him. Um, he's still dangerous, yeah. like uh... yeah. Um,
1: and it kind of makes sense one thing... what they've done uh, in making him smaller because they sort of sized up the brute or the the pseudo wyverns. And when you think right. about Rishong and Kongalala and their monkeys that have to hang from vines and things, like it, it, they were giant monkeys in the old games, which kind of just intuitively is not something oh, yeah. we have on, on the planet Earth. Mm-hmm. So it sort of makes sense to make him more gorilla-like, more gorilla-sized. Um, sure.
0: And that was that was what made him so scary in that trailer uh, that we first saw, is just how imposing he looked. Uh, he does do that move, but I tell you what, you're so focused on rolling out when he pins, basically does the pin, knocks you down. Mm-hmm. Then when he gets up to you and he gives that big whole gorilla puffing up his chest look... When he's about ready to slam you. That's intimidating, but it's not near as intimidating as they played it in the trailer. Uh, because you're just like, okay, I just got to roll out now. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Also, the uh, trailer had there's... like the
1: perfect lighting and camera angles. So.
0: That's true, yeah. too. Um, so, one uh, another thing we didn't get into is the equipment for uh, Rajang, which I'm not positive, but... Does it, just like Double Joe, I think everyone gets a weapon from Rajang? Yes, yes, right? everybody
2: does get a, a weapon from Rajang, and they look really, really good. Like they didn't get any of the boner or treatment from what I could see. Um,
0: no, yeah, they're all original from from what I've yeah. seen too. Um, and I've seen I've seen the lance. Yeah, uh, all, all fourteen of them are. So yeah, uh, I've seen the lance briefly. I, I made the hammer before I switched off a hammer, but I really hate negative affinity. Um, I really do. I just even though I don't play affinity builds, it's just like it's just like okay, I don't want to randomly do less damage. That just sucks. So um, I try to avoid that kind of stuff. But there is negative affinity on a lot of these mm-hmm. things. Um, but I do use the charge blade um, for when I want to use lightning. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason for that is that I still, regardless of the elemental buffs in Iceborne, still prefer the impact files for Charge Blades. Uh, and the biggest reason, which is always the same reason I will always have, is part breaking. And it's a big reason why I switched to Charge Blade, is Hammer can't cut tails. Mm-hmm. So when you're in the guiding lands and you are fighting a tempered monster there, you know, by yourself and you want to get that carve for an extra analysis, you can't as an hammer, you're going to be down an analysis. So that's why I switched. And the charge blade is actually good enough because the, it's the only lightning impact file, uh, that I saw that was actually decent. There's the other, one of the, like the iron tree has one or something. Um, but like it's actually pretty good. You just have to accommodate for the high negative affinity. Um so but otherwise the design is amazing. Yeah.
2: I mean there are ways to um to work around the affinity. I mean like there are um ways for you to be able to max out your build so that you can like well exceed over a hundred affinity. Um I just put in affinity sliding for my hammer and all I do is I just go and just spin down the hill and I just smash the crap out of their face or whatever and I'm still doing like high critical hit damage. Right. But um yeah. There
0: there are a lot of ways to to mitigate it and and without, you know, without any of sort of like in battle stuff that it raises affinity, like we, weakness exploit and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Um I'm already got it down to a negative 5, so it's not really that big of a deal. Um, it's just like okay. Now we have to spend resources to mitigate. Yeah,
3: this.
2: yeah. But I mean, like even weakness exploit by itself. Like even if you don't wound apart, you're still doing like um an incredible amount of um critical hit damage. Um. But yeah. I mean, like with with the new mechanics in the game, like it, it's so accessible. Getting that fifty percent critical hit ratio, it's it's still pretty feasible. So I mean, ne- yeah. negative fifteen for like an. Im- like an incredibly high raw damage um i'd say that Rajang, like if you're not going to play it for the aesthetics i mean it's it's still a viable um damage dealing option but i i just play it for the aesthetics right. i mean that hammer when it turns gold when you charge it it's like wow <laughs> yeah
0: yeah hammer hammer and greatsword have always had like those really cool options like where the uh devil Joe great sword used to expand mm-hmm. <laughs> on the different charges and like uh, I think the hammer does a lot of that too, where you know the, the charge levels actually reflect and and the you know, mechanics of the hammer or, or, you know expanding for the devil jail one or you know returning a blue for the uh, not blue yellow for the ha- uh, mm-hmm. hammer um, there's a lot of thing, cool things they do with those weapons in particular, aesthetically. Um, I don't really notice a lot happening with the charge blade, but, but you're doing a lot already with the charge blade, so it's hard to focus on what you look like.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like
0: you are doing so much. Um, so, um, uh, Haru, what what is what is your thoughts having hunted more Rajang, or 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 have you hunted more even?
1: uh i've gone a couple times with different people
0: the turf wars um that rajang, rajang gets into i honestly haven't seen many more Oh, um, i've seen so, so many of there them there was the rutholos one uh there's a rutholos one and then there's also um the devil joe one we talked about last week mm-hmm. um like so what are the other ones cuz I I haven't seen the other oh, ones cuz I I've oh, mostly fought him on Oh you own. have
2: no idea how many how many turf wars he gets into with Elder Dragons man it is insane some of these fights like um there are two variations for the Elder Dragon hunts uh or, sorry for the turf wars uh with Elder Dragons um mm-hmm. with Namiel Kushaladara, and um there, let me see. I I think it's just those two for now. Um, what they do is they, they try and swoop in, they dive in for an, an attack on Rajang, and then they rear around, and then uh they land and bite on him, and then while in the in the scuffle of them of the two wrestling, Rajang will literally throw them down to the ground and do tons of damage. Mm. Um with uh Teostra, Lunastra, and I believe it is Valhazak. What they'll do is um, they'll get into a bit of a like a wrestling match with it, where they're trying to pin it down, and then they um, exhale their uh, their element or their breath attack on the Rajang. But the Rajang tanks it and then just throw, throws them down off to the side and like literally pins them down by their neck and is like roaring over top of them. It's insane looking at this as it happens. It is oh my gosh, it is fantastic stuff.
1: Um, and... Oh. So, Har- Haru, what are the ones you've seen? Uh, Encountered? I've, I've only run into, uh, Rajang, uh, versus, um, Belkana, and it just sort of, it's the same, the first animation you were talking about, more. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Where it sort of grabs it out of the air and throws it down, and, uh, it kind of looked kind of underwhelming, at yeah. the angle or how it played out as, it, it just kind of was kind of short.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes you do lose, that kind of thing. I, I was kind of disappointed. Uh, the one time I did get to see Rajang with something else, Does he, I don't think he has one with Zanogre. Um I kind of felt like there might have been one with Zanogar, and I don't think that no, really. They yeah, did miss out two, on Zanogar.
2: Um, oh, I wanted to save the best one for last. He has one with Runer Nergigante. It is it okay. is so epic. What will happen is Runer Nergigante will go in for the first swipe, but then Rajang jumps over top of it, Dance, like literally is dancing on its head and rides it like a bucking bronco and then Nurgigante will like throw it forward and then try to bite him uh, then he goes like pretty much super saiyan and he throws the most amazing uppercut you've ever seen a monkey ever do on a Nurgigante <laughs> and sends it really back he's like whoa and then Nurgigante's like get the hell out of here and swipes him off to the side um, in all those encounters Rajang is doing the most damage in all the Turf Wars. Um, There have been a lot of people that were saying that, well, Gante wasn't really, you know, putting all this weight into it. And I'd be like, nah, I think it was more like a reflex, like it was scared of it, kind of like what you do with a bug when you're trying to flick it away. You're like, get, the, get off me! But, like... Right. Yeah, like, nobody seems to want to tangle with Rajang because he's just such a feisty little monkey. But, yeah, like, those right. Turf Wars, if... if, if the proof is in the pudding, especially for Rajang. He's definitely worthy of being up there with the top dogs, for sure. Like,
0: I, yeah, I, he's he's always been a very challenging monster, and I don't disagree with uh, his power level mm-hmm. in general. Um, that I would. Be, it's kind of interesting that Ruiner and Gigantes sort of loses because they kind of set him up to be like the bad A, mofo of all of Monster Hunter mm-hmm. right now, right? So like, he's the one who. Kills Shara Jvalda technically because we didn't. Because technically, we yeah.
2: <laughs> oh my god, well, yeah. I mean, right. he's still pretty badass because I mean, I mean, he like when he swipes away Rajang, Rajang goes flying. I mean, but, yeah. um, I mean, yeah,
0: because he's such a tiny man.
3: <laughs> <I kind of laughs> <doubt laughs> that... I'm not
1: sure, um, the trend that transitive formula really works there. Because I think Rushon would right. get annihilated by that giant, realistic uh, yeah. beam, and literally the yeah. super bomb talking about talking about anime. Yeah. Everything's anime in this expansion. Going, yeah. I was thinking about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, Monster Hunter's always skirted that line, right? That's so th- th- this is like we're going to get a little meta here. So, like when I started this podcast, right? Um, the most of the anime I had intersected with was Detective Conan because I saw it on Adult mm-hmm. Swim and I liked it uh dbz again like cartoon network era stuff that i got into and have stuck with it a little bit over the years i'm not an anime guy right then i start getting into the monster hunter community and of course um yeah my my, my previous wife was also into anime but i didn't watch a lot of her stuff because it was all touchy-feely I like some of it like you're in april but like mostly along those lines so i'm like ah i'm gonna Play Monster Hunter on my 3DS while you watch that. So, um, like, like, I just never got into it. And then, like, I start doing this podcast, and, like, so many people in the Monster Hunter community are big fans of anime. And I'm like, it makes sense. It really makes sense. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you look at Monster Hunter, and you look at the giant swords, and the giant hammers, and the crazy moves, especially when you get into Generations, right? Like, Like, you just... It makes and sense. And the skimpy girl
2: <laughs> outfits. It's like, I'm wearing armor. What oh, are
0: you geez. wearing? You're not wearing armor at all. <laughs> it's, it's all in the horn, man. It's all in that Kirin horn. The elder dragon power. We, we talked about and it. And <laughs>
2: horny. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Ooh>. <laughs> um, okay. Um, uh, so the last thing is the armor set. Uh, not super excited. Um, I can't even remember what it is, but it's another one of those unlock the cap of a skill thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes three. Um, um,
2: there are two skills with it. Um, uh, one of them... It you, uh, no. Is it Agitator? No. Or is an Nergante? Um, for Agitator, Agitator,
0: I think, is yeah, Brackadius. It's Brackadius.
2: For yeah. Rajang, it's got uh, two sets. Um, one of them is Mind's Eye, I think, for two. And then the other one is... Yes, that's ...Protect right. to Polish. Polish
0: prote- the, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's like the ultimate. Which, I remember that it's the ultimate blade master sort of set bonus set to have.
0: Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is, I can replace the level two piece set with a level two gem, and a. Three the the four piece set with another gem. I
2: think so, yeah. Unfortunately, that's yeah. what also goes. <laughs>
3: <starting out> <laughs> and then you okay. look at like yeah, you
1: look um, at but you don't have to use any gems to to do that if you equip four pieces of Rajong.
0: Right, yeah, no, and it leaves you open. You know, it gives you the this, st- and it, obviously it's not bad armor. I'm just saying, like, it's not it's not anything new either, right? It's not it's not gonna be like oh look at what this can do and like. I don't know if if Iceborne really added a lot of new skills. Like, I guess we got a lot of the elemental stuff, right? Um, But aside from that, like, a lot of it's just like, hey, let's uncap a skill. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of those uncapped skills, like, I love the KO one, although I even while using Hammer, I got off of that a bit because I was like, yeah, I'm still not KOing near as much on, like, these higher-end monsters anyways. Like, getting two KOs is good enough. Um, So, like uh i ended up even switching off of that but the one that i'm actually really fond of right now is the well i guess we'll get into it later but i actually really like the golden Rathian one the divine protection
2: oh yeah what is it i think it's like 60 percent
0: um 50 uh so it goes to 50 and then the so the extra goes up to three which i think is 30 percent, and then four it goes i think it jumps up to 50 but then five you don't get an extra percent increase you get uh it procs more more yeah that's right so i was like oh okay now i've actually been using that and i actually was able to get rid of my ko resistance mm-hmm. uh, in favor of that and i was like yeah. okay cool because i i hate being ko'd like it's my number one killer in world is if me getting ko'd will normally follow up attack i die yeah like, most of my deaths. Yeah, especially
1: so. in Iceborne, because everything hits so hard, and a couple of monsters yeah. are prone to dealing stun damage. Um, really? I was fighting Renard Argagante and uh, Brute Tigrex earlier today, and <laughs> those two in particular seem to knock you out a lot. Yeah, they mm-hmm. do a lot of wombo combos. They do. Xenogre
2: does oh it too.
0: Oh my god. Xenogre... Because
2: the the lightning, lightning blight is uh, just so brutal, right, and then blight, yeah. he just stacks attack after attack on top of you, and you're just trying to get up, and then you're like, oh no, down to the last sliver of health. Yeah. Um, oh, I was going to say that um, as far as like uh, the slugger skill, um, uh, the way that it, um, that it works, or at least the way that it's designed, and like how often you would be able to proc a KO... Um, It's good for getting them faster, but the problem is, is that once you start uh, reaching those higher thresholds, um, it doesn't actually yeah,
0: it just doesn't matter yeah,
2: like it it doesn't help with like stacking them up further or like that much more quickly. Um, It just helps you to get like the first couple of them that much more quickly.
0: Which I don't really. Mm -hmm. I didn't end up. I'm not even playing with it anymore. Yeah, yeah uh no yeah and no, i realized that pretty quickly too i was like okay i'm gonna change my build yeah like, and then after changing my build i immediately was like i need to cut tails yeah <laughs> oh man um so uh anything else on Rajong can we move on to uh the next one uh- root Tigrix. Well, I mean
2: I was gonna make a joke in saying that, oh man, like this set is so amazing. There's everything to sell. You get maxed out weakness exploit, you get some resentment and attack and handicraft and you know speed sharpening, you know, what's what's not to like about this set? And then everybody's kinda of looking at it and just like, meh, I don't know. I mean I've got Master's touch. I'm fine.
0: Yeah, like the skills on it are not bad. They're good. they're very good skills. The problem is like I also like the set bonuses. Mm-hmm. So like Exactly. You can get those skills elsewhere, you know, through gems and that kind of stuff. Of course, you know when you say through gems, like you actually have to farm for the gems. And I have a lot of gems because guess what? I did a lot of tempered elders at crown farming. Ugh. Like a lot so oh yeah dude i don't i don't i'm not one of those people that play crown farming on the lowest difficulty possible for a monster i go the oh highest oh my god <laughs> well i mean Fortran, you know what it's it's better what is than world
1: wrong with you
0: <laughs> what is wrong with me I why like do you games. like
1: carting when you're crown farming that doesn't uh, um... good. It's, it's it's pretty brutal hey, hey. I, I have nothing to complain about
2: crown farming it's just i'm just oh, the flashbacks it's like non flashbacks when i'm thinking
0: about world and those oh, dude, I, elder did, I did so many tempered elders <laughs> i did so many and i soloed them all i, I mean they're so they're
1: bad. more doable in solo except for things like Kieran that just do spike damage
0: oh, the um, stream stones oh Kieran. <laughs> Kieran Kieran was my relaxed animal, and I'm not even kidding. If I was stressed out, I went and fought a tempered Kieran because I was like, I just know it that well enough. I'm not trying to brag. I'm just like, <laughs> I just like, I actually like fighting it's, Kieran. It's move lot. pool
2: isn't actually that bad. I mean, like then you look at Master yeah. Rank one and you're like, Oh my god, the bingo lines are just crisscrossing
1: everywhere. So much more lightning. So much more Oh man.
0: <laughs> one of my friends is like crisscross applesauce your <laughs> <laughs> That is so accurate. To a T yeah, but, um, it's 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 tough.
1: We yeah. should probably uh, uh, keep things moving here, so... Yeah. yeah. We fought uh, the um, Brute Tigrex, which is available as an event quest uh, week, the week of this recording.
0: Because, let's be honest, no one really leveled up their guiding Clans in the Rotten Vale that much. No. no. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I wanted to. That was my next goal up until the Volcanic region came out. Um, so, Brute Tigrex is... Um, the variation or subspecies, whichever one you want to call it—I don't know what they call it in this one—I don't care, because um, the <laughs> they're basically the same. Uh, is uh, Brutigrex is a Tigrex that focuses more on his roar. Um, uh, I think now, it's a
1: Zenith uh, Tigrex, actually. Uh, just just so we're you know for veracity's sake.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you mean by Zenith? A uh, oh, Zenith Z oh. Tigrex, uh, I think is the full name. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, so Brute Tigrex um, first appeared, not in World, uh, it's one of the, uh, obviously Gold and Silver Orthos didn't either, but um, but uh, he actually appeared in 4 Ultimate, and has he's only had one previous appearance. Um, I don't think he was, yeah, he wasn't in Generations. Um, well, Brute so, Tigrex
1: was what they added for Tigrex, and they put him into, it was sort of a pseudo-flagship on one of the like special editions of World um, 3rd. Yeah.
0: Yes, uh, yeah. It's the only uh, portable sub- third
1: subspecies that's, uh, uh, y- yes, in the series.
0: Yeah, that's true. Poor Jade Baroth. It's such an opportunity to. Anyways. Yeah, um, well, there may
2: be uh, a reason for that. We've already got Bonborough. Yeah. I think we're fine without a Jade Bearoth, I guess.
0: Oh, uh, I, I like Bonborough. I like both. I, I like them all. Anyways. Um, the <laughs> Brute Tigrex focuses more on his roars. Um, so his roar blast around him is is bigger in general. Um, he now does a cantor beams of of roars. Uh, that's new, especially the sweeping mm-hmm. one. Um, that's actually very hard to dodge. Um,
1: yeah, it's very wide ranging. for the, the sort of sonic, it's cool. The effect it's like right. vibrating air almost, like the like the almost like the heat mm-hmm. shimmer effect. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's very much sound attacks and. Um, he does this thing and he, um, so my brother and I hunted him today and my brothers never fought him. He never got far enough in four ultimate, uh, to do so. So he does this thing where he roars and he backs up a couple steps and roars again more powerfully and more damagingly. Um, so normally where you're okay at being outside of his, his roar area, um, it's not possible when he backs up and roars again, so you'll either have to you know, dodge it well enough, you know, I frame it, or um, block it, or whatever you want to do, and be blocking the correct way because it will put you put him behind you and you have to switch to the direction you're blocking. Mm-hmm. So, uh, very, very uh, uh, different fight for Tigrex. Um, doesn't do as much charging as the original Tigrex. He does some and leaps and that kind of stuff, but uh, he's more focused on getting in your face and roaring. Um, the biggest thing, uh, the the biggest two things I saw that were very different from the previous iterations of this monster are a, he's bigger again. Um, so like a, the average size of a brute tigrex is just larger than a tigrex. Yeah, um, I thought which he was. was true but in I the wasn't previous game. not
2: mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah, he is much larger than uh, than a standard tigrex.
0: Which was also true in Full Ultimate, but it was more close. They were closer in in size comparison. This is more of an exaggerated gap, I feel And also Tiger X, uh, because all
1: the pseudoviverns are just larger uh, from a base level.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because Nargo Kiko used to be kind of small. Like, <laughs> kind of. Like, at least in comparison. Um, so, th- there's that, and also, again. I think it's just because the mechanics and how the things work in the older games, he's he's a lot easier. Like even his roars don't even have as much of an area of effect as they used to, um, and I find that odd. Like because um, he's he's a he's always been like a, he's a brute, right? He's he's he was a very difficult subspecies in previous games, and uh, you know I, I I would have put him up there with base Rajan, mm-hmm. right? I, I mean. He was he was there, but um, he I would say Rajong is a is a step above even though Rajong is easier than he was, a step above these um, end of guiding land monsters like Brute Tigrex and Goldrathian and Silverlose and uh, and, and um, I haven't fought Scarred Garuga yet. Mm-hmm. Um but as far as I understand he's pretty much the same.
3: <gasps> Would you like to join Is my investigation?
2: Gum. I have to fight a tempered scarred yangaruga and a tempered savage devil, Joe. Only one faint. Oh,
1: you guys in on it?
0: I'm not <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh man. Um... <laughs> I'll do it if you promise to delete your save if you lose.
0: Nah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Hey, whoa,
1: that means whoa, you whoa, can't whoa,
0: throw yourself at the monster and just... He, he took this from shoots to ladders Woo. to Russian life. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah,
1: it's, uh, <laughs> delete days of your life. Oh, um, my God.
3: <laughs>
1: so, Root Tigrex, uh, like in past games, he is in the, uh, sort of volcanic region and the guiding lands right. his habitat, um... But just in general, Tigrex uh, has been added to the Elder's Recess, um, where it hasn't been any sort of volcanic areas in past games, uh, which is sort of um, interesting.
0: I'm not sure. I think I remember. Well, no, I, I looked it up. He hasn't been.
2: Has anybody actually ever seen Tigrex in the Wild Spiral Waste? Because I don't remember seeing him once when I was, playing, uh, when I was doing my uh, run-through for it.
0: Yeah, I don't see Tigrex there a lot. He is in the Rotten Vale. Yeah, that's. I mean, well, brute Tigrex, he's the end of the Rotten mm-hmm. Vale tree, which is weird, but whatever.
1: Yeah, it's it's everywhere except <laughs> the uh, Coral Highlands now. Um, okay. It's just interesting that they he was sort of like a a temperate invader and in arctic areas before, mm-hmm. um, but now they've added into volcanoes too, um, which I, I can sort of. Because with Iceborne, they're sort of reframing a lot of the monsters. Like, Rikidios is no longer in Arctic regions and things like that. But I can kind of see it, sort of Tigrex. It's sort of like um, dinosaur-like, lizard-like appearance being in a volcano. Because that is sort of like the the type of uh, body and sort of constitution you want to have to live in a really hot region.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I want to say maybe it's fourth gen, I'm thinking, Tigrex. And... In um, volcanic-ish areas, because the, the fourth gen's volcanic was the Sunken Hollow turned into the volcanic. Uh, yeah, it was just yeah. in the
1: Sunken Hollow though. Uh, for their reskins, so that it's must not... be what I'm
0: thinking of.
2: I'm actually kind of surprised that a Nursilla's web was able to block off all that lava.
0: Hmm,
2: begs a lot of questions. It's,
0: it's um, it's Japanese.
2: Know? That's all <laughs> we'll say. There's no explanation for it. It's just
0: very Japanese. Alright. <laughs> I don't even know that's Japanese. I'm just like, it's... I don't know. It's, it's just what they did. <laughs> um, I don't really have a lot to add on Brute Tigrex other than, you know, his different playstyle was the biggest thing. Um, he doesn't really... His armor set is the same. It, he acts like a subspecies in his armor set where it just gives you the same stuff, just different skills. Oh, but it does have uh, a unique
1: noticed... uh, style of the armor. It's not just the base armor sure. with different colors.
0: No, you get a know. cape! Yeah, it's it's different. It's very different on the aesthetic. I'll, I'll agree there. Um, just don't use the Beta Helm. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, do, you have, do you have something
1: <laughs> to say about the Beta Helm? Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it's just bad. It's It's one of those like mouth mask
1: kind of things again.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, um, at least turn it into a sub zero. We have like a black cap or something on top. Like just. I, I just, I don't know, I don't I, I tend to like more full hems and a lot of that kind of stuff but I mean, I can't speak for the, the female armor because I don't play a female in the game so. Beta chest, I don't, don't I don't
1: understand what you're talking about, Fortune as the, the Yaku antlers sort of pretend antennae sort of bounce on either side of my head
0: <laughs> Oh You know, I haven't even noticed we play together a lot and I haven't even noticed that you play a girl Alright Alright
3: <laughs>
2: There's an nah. advantage to that. Um, you can't get Well, no, the cat-rished. male
1: Shitsuyaku armor is, has that, too. Oh,
0: okay.
2: I guess um, right. the the one thing that I can say about Tigrex is that uh, the coloration of his skin is, like, significantly different from, um, like, I think For You was the oh, last yeah. time I seen him. He kind of had more of, like, a Jurassic Park kind of theme to the skin tones um, back then. He's brown. He yeah, was... like, he had...
0: Brown and tan. Yeah,
2: like, yeah, like, he just kind of felt more dinosaur-like in those ones, whereas now he's kind of, like, reverse color, ti- like, tiger kind of colors, like, you know what I mean? Like, he seems like a darker yeah, tones sure. with brighter orange.
1: He looks, okay. he looks yeah. sort of like a lighter, sort of greenish-brown, uh, and that's sort of, I mean, it's sort of like tigers itself, its colors were less distinct, mm-hmm. and sort of like uh right. brown, well, not. Yeah, just sort of brownish, sort of like the textures weren't like enough to really fully make it sort of clear what the coloration
3: was.
0: Right. Uh, I will say my uh, my brother is actually really in love with uh, Tigrex's set, and he didn't like the skills that the uh, OG Tigrex armor set mm-hmm. gave you, but he likes the brute Tigrex stuff. So we we're actually we were actually, we did the first quest just to talk about it today on the podcast together. Uh, the event quest and we we most of the time capture the monster so then we did the arena quest and he's like you know what i'm gonna build that armor so we actually started farming him because my brother wants to use it because he likes free meal and he does a lot of uh, support build stuff um so having free meal uh you know expanded was something he was very much into he just you know wanted different skills easier And it's not a bad armor uh, value for uh, an end-tier monster. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean... It's not the best, but it's not I mean, you get weakness exploit, you get attack boost, I think you get recovery speed up. And then on top of that, you also get, like, a 75% chance that your consumable items don't even get used up. That's pretty decent. It's not...
0: Yeah, and even just a 25% chance Mm -hmm. is really good, because I I run a level 4 gem that is crisis... not, Not crisis... Satiated slash attack, so I get one attack and satiated, which is that skill, just one, one, twenty-five you know, percent, and that works pretty well. Like you can proc it a couple times to you know keep your max potions
1: mm-hmm. counter. I have a thousand max potions,
0: seventy-five percent of the time. That's true. I also, I also have a thousand max potions, but when you're in the Guiding Lands, it's less going back. That's that's my big thing.
2: So, right. I'm
0: all right. I have to go. Bo- Go back or. It just
2: reminds me of Anchorman's, like, Sex Panther, that crazy cologne. It's like
0: 75% of the time it works every time. All the time. Every Every time. time, (laughs) Hmm. Um, So, uh, I guess uh, anything else to add on Brute Tigrex?
1: Kick ass monster. We all love it. It's a little bit easier
2: this time. Yeah,
0: it's good.
1: That's a brown Tigrex, and it's still got bad hitboxes.
0: Eh, yeah <laughs> um so uh next is goldrathian and um goldrathian is um she is a very different monster than she used to be in my opinion uh from uh previous games um they have been in the series for a long time, and I can't remember exactly when they came in I don't know if it was two g or three u uh but they've been in there for a while and one of the biggest you know sticks that they have is the head is always the weakness for, for rathian or rothalus right head in the end of the tail um they changed that with gold and silver where it's now the wings instead of the head and uh they were particularly evil and bad in um uh, for ultimate, where the first time you had to fight him was together, never leaving each other in the tower, which is basically an arena map. Um, and I say basically an arena map is, in like it's just one area you can't leave unless you um, farcaster out. I'm just trying to think of the name of the item. He he's it so little, but <laughs> uh, so Gold Rathian, um She's a lot more flippy dippy. Does a lot more flips and. Like having a Rathian charge and do a flip mid charge isn't really a new thing. Having it do two flips in a row, so it does a side flip like a pink and then a vertical one like a regular uh Rathian, is so strange. Like, um, and it does it a lot. Like, she spams this attack, uh, really? and she has deadly poison. Mm-hmm. And so, like, she's very dangerous, uh, and I feel, of the N-tier monsters, she's probably one of the most dangerous. end uh, tier of, of, a, of a Guiding Land uh, area, I would say. Uh,
1: um, her flip animation, it looks like a sort of weird... It looks strange. Like, it's not momentum to it like there is with the regular Rathaeon mm-hmm. one. Uh, it's sort of like, does, does gyroscope motion work as, like, uh, sort of like the... Uh, Right angle directions mapped onto a sphere. And I don't right. understand what really separates it from the pink Rathian animation that's also very flippy and basically creates a sphere of, of, of get out.
0: Well, because it goes longer. Um, so the yeah, pink Rathian it's, it's has a one, longer. one flip. One flip, and Rathian, uh, Gold Rathian does two or three. Like, it's a lot. Um, and it hits a lot of areas, except for directly beneath it. That's the weird part. Really. Is it has a yeah, it has a very different hitbox. Um you still need to be very careful around this attack, but um from what I can tell, it's either directly beneath it or directly behind and beneath it. Like it's there's this weird area where the tail goes on either side of you and never really actually hits you. Um you know, being both a hammer and chargeblade user where I'm actually in there in the face a lot. Um that seemed to be like it's dangerous and you get hit you're probably gonna you know if not die be really hurt um it's not like a one-hit kill but like uh it's very dangerous uh but standing there i'm like oh okay i didn't get hit and it never feels like oh yeah i know exactly where to stand this is easy it's always just like heart attack like (gasps) i'm good i'm good i'm still alive Okay, no holes? All right, good. <laughs> <laughs> like, I heard the,
2: that she uh, has like a more intense poison. Is that
0: true?
1: Yeah, the deadly, yeah, poison. Yeah, deadly poison. Oh,
0: damn. Yep. Oh, no. Um, and then also, um, the fireballs are different. And what I would say different is a mechanic that both Silver and Goldrathian have, which is Hellfire, where they sort of like power up their fireballs and they get this glowy stuff on their head and chest. Um, where the fireballs are more powerful. It's blue fire, uh, and they explode much larger. Uh, sort of and like she a, has the Blasio
1: or a or Zerathalus nuke.
0: Right, a lot of the splash damage on those fireballs, and a lot of burning areas left behind, too. Um, and then there's the fireball nuke, where she goes up in the air and does a single fireball at about a 45 degree angle down, so if you're actually directly beneath her, you're actually safe, but uh, a lot of times she backflaps when she does this, so she's actually positioning herself and just boom, and it's actually forceful of enough hit, it actually grounds her uh, for a second. She has to catch herself with her wings, which is a really cool animation. Not often do you get to see a flying wyvern use its wings for stability on the ground, but you do see that with uh, Goldie in after this attack. You know, um, for this
1: podcast, just shortly, uh, I looked, I went back and looked up a video of the old Tigrex. And I saw Tiger X's mm-hmm. idol animation walking around, walking on two feet, like, holding <laughs> its wing arms like a flying wyvern up to its side. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's my like, God. like the dorkiest chicken right now. I don't know what
2: <laughs> He's like a perfect then, T with <laughs> his tail just straight out the back. It's so funny. You would know, like, enter yeah.
1: combat and then put its wing arms on the ground and start walking like that. It was strange. And
2: it's not even a smooth animation. It's just like, bloink, his feet are on the ground. It's like, oh, yeah, there you are. You did not yeah. see anything.
0: I was waiting for you. I planned for this all along.
2: I did that to confuse <laughs> you. My psychological games are working.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cannon, that's the, uh. Not, not animation problems. It's Capcom, uh. doing mind game monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Secret mind player tigers. Yeah.
2: Rajang was never the um, first.
0: So, uh. <laughs> Um, so, Gold Rathian is a much harder version of Rathian, of course. Um, and this is one of the few instances where I would say um, this monster is either harder or on par with the previous versions of the monster in older games. Um, Gold Rathian is very difficult. Um, the Hellfire adds a new flavor to the monster where you're worried about zoning you're worried about getting the buff off as uh, if you didn't ma- i didn't mention the head is still a bounce point um but you need to do damage to the head to knock them out of hellfire or they're going to stay in it and it's like think of it like rajong's second level of rage he goes yellow and then he gets his red arms the second level of rage essentially that's kind of like what it is for the Rathian and, and rothalos with his hellfire except that second level no never goes away. They just have this fire buff until you get it off. I mean also yeah, um,
1: it's not it's not even limited. Like I think Gurjong will exit that red arm thing even if you don't hit his tail to knock him out of it, but
0: yes, whereas this doesn't come off unless you knock them out of it. And yeah, that is a very big distinction. It feels like a second level of rage, but it really is just its own buff and its own can timer not not even on a timer it's just like it happens some point during the fight and it's very hard to get it off
1: and the Uh, animations for entering you'll see when they enter hellfire uh but for entering and exiting it there's bespoke animations that are very cool like i think one of them is sort of clutching the wing arms onto the ground like we talked about
0: yeah so like they roll uh regardless of where they are they do a roll um they're like oh, like, oh, man, when you knock him out of it. When they go into it, it's sort of like a puffing out their chest and like, raw, like kind of thing. He's
1: very like superhero villain, like, ah, I am struck by your force. You and it got in, sort me. Of...
0: <laughs>
3: oh.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Um, uh, so real quick, I'm going to roll in uh, Silver Rathalos into this. Uh, Silver Rathalos is also uh, about as tough or... Uh, Maybe tougher than his previous version. Um, He does a lot more fireballs in the air. So his... Him going into... um, Hellfire mode, I feel... Is the more dangerous part... uh, Between the two of them. But Rathian, in general... I think is more dangerous because of the flips... And the poison and that kind of stuff. Rathalos does poison you still. Um, He gets some of Steve's moves. uh, If no one is familiar with Steve. That oh Sergios. The Yeah, the uh, the community name for some reason for Seregios. So, um so and Seregios is a flying over and uses his talons a lot while in the air. So he actually poisons you more often, but I don't think it's a deadly poison. Um he does a lot of ground stomps too from the air, so he does that in, you know, the base where he jumps up and jumps down. Um, but the, he'll be in the air a lot more and then drop down. Uh, and then go back up. Uh, so I didn't find
1: uh, go ahead. Uh, Gold Rathian um, didn't seem like terribly diff- more difficult to me. Uh, and it only really had those two new animations, attack animations, uh, and it sort of seemed just like about like a Pink Rathian for me, which admittedly I have trouble with. Um, but it didn't seem like mm-hmm. much different from that. Uh, but Silver Rathlos, they added like a lot of different things, new things he does while he's in Hellfire mode specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, like you're saying he has these sort of twisty attacks um, they're kind of hard to yeah. follow like he'll just like sort of a, it, it's sort of like Valhazak doing that one like sidewinder attack where he'll bite and, and then tail whip and like sort of twist and turn around within the motion
0: yeah yeah he does <clears throat> he does a lot of uh, multi-area attacks
1: and a lot right. of a lot more fire with Rathalos too a lot of um, oh yes Like, uh, cones of fire, a lot of blasts of fire. I mean, what what kind of fire do you want? He's got it. Give me that sweet
2: (laughs) propane blue, baby.
0: Yeah, it's kind of the way it is. Um, he doesn't get a lot more, aside from what you talked about when he's in Hellfire more, he gets a lot more aerial stuff, but that's... That's kind of the way they've always been, right? The Queen of the Land and the King of the Skies are the titles normally given to uh, Rathian and Rathalos. So they definitely take that up in the silver and gold uh, um, iteration of the the game. Um, uh, Even though the wings are the weak part on these monsters, they kind of disincentivize you to hit the weak part because of the hellfire. And uh, having to hit the head to sort of get them out of it, because at some point the hellfire will catch up to you because it it does leave uh, burning on the ground. It does. So if you're not using a fire mantle or you are using the fire mantle and mitigating it, it will run out. (laughs) Like um, These are there's a lot more stuff to deal with in the fights. I feel like you're going to get poisoned more often with both versions of the uh, both gold and silver. Uh, than you would with previous versions of the monsters. Um, Like, they're overall very, very robust and very powerful versions of the older monsters. And I always find it uh, interesting when... I I feel like a lot of people were very down on the fact that, like, oh, we got Gold Ian and Silver Rathalos again. And I'm like, I mean, okay, yeah. So it's the second variation on... Wratholos and Wrathion, we have it within World, but they're also the sort of de facto flagships of the entire series too. <laughs> so I was—that's just going to happen. I was kind
2: of expecting them. I—I—I I, I wasn't sure if they were going to be in World, but I was speculating it when they were like, "Oh, we're going to be releasing DLC." But then Devil Joe and then a bunch of other ones came out at the time, and then I was like thinking, you know, I bet you Silver and Gold Wrath are probably going to make it into Iceborne. And lo and behold, they did. But um, at, at least right. with the new mechanics that they have, it, they are a difficult fight in the sense that they're actually challenging as opposed to like back in the day when Silver Athlos would just spend like half the fight just leaving, leaving the ground and then circling around the arena. Like for right. like five minutes at a time, and you'd be like, "Oh my God, when is he gonna come down? I'm I'm gonna run out of time, and then I'm gonna lose." Where uh, and then like I there's sure Gold Rathian, that. yeah, and then there's like Gold Rathian where she, she just flies up in the air, she's off the ground, she repositions behind you, backflip, and then if you manage to get out of the way of that, she repositions behind you again, backflip, repositions behind you, Nothing backflip. Personnel. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah. this is cheap. This isn't even difficult at all. This is just <clears throat> cheese. I hate it. I'm never wanting to fight another gold like
1: racket the, again. Also like the superfluous like uh bouncing off of their hides. Like that was like mm-hmm. like what part of their body isn't a bounce. So.
2: Yeah, w- <laughs> cuz like they're when, all <laughs> golden all their wings.
0: When you're fighting their wings. They're
2: When you're fighting yeah. the first time, you're like well, what can I hit? Okay? <laughs> like tell me, give me a sign. Yeah. But n- back then it was like surprise, you know?
1: And that's not a weak spot anymore and you're like and they didn't have the like the monster area maps and the notes anymore back then either. So no, no. it was kind of like a guessing yeah. game. You had to like figure it out, uh, like which part of right. the monsters would let you hit them.
0: Right. Um, one thing I will say, um, the I've been very down on the Clutch Claw <laughs> since Iceborne came out because, you know, my my opinion is still the same it actually hurts, you know, the ability to break parts, which is something I really enjoy. Um, the clutch call in this case actually makes it possible for you to hit those other parts if you need to, because if you're a hammer, right. And you don't have a mind's eye or something like that. You are kind of just like, okay, I'm just going to not do what I do as a hammer and just hit the wings. Right. Um, This gives you the option to to actually, you know, weaken a part, do the damage you do, you need to, where you need to do it. So, in this instance, I've actually kind of enjoyed using the clutch call. However, you know, staying on and actually getting those clutch call, weakening, you know, moves off is another story, especially with two such aggressive monsters. But, you know, like when uh, Rathalos is doing a lot of his... uh, uh, claw attacks he's not really shooting with his head so you can weaken that and vice versa when he's doing a lot of fireballs you can get the tail and that kind of stuff um, and you don't need to risk your life with a rock steady mantle to get it done <laughs> Um, but yeah like I don't think there's a lot more to add to these monsters I think they're great additions Um, uh, I I very much enjoy i actually wearing like i said i'm wearing two pieces of wrathian set i think wrathian set is very good um i can't remember what the four piece is and i don't really care the, the oh, two piece uh, is true
2: status attack up for uh, i think it was critical status true critical oh, status yeah.
0: yeah and i think silverless has the same thing at the same level yeah before. true create element yeah um, and which is cool i just more care about the divine protection and i don't I don't remember what Silverlose gives, but I was heavily considering some of Silverlose because of the skills that he gives. Um, I can't remember what the helm was, but I, I think I wanted it at some point. Um, so, yeah. Uh, anything else to add with the, uh, the metallic. <laughs> the metallic wraths?
1: Not that I can think uh, of. No. I mean, they're. Uh... Really fun fights. I uh, like them of a lot of the end game content. Um, okay. J- just, sort of like uh, just taking this monster, um, in sort of like similar to what they did with Lunastra, taking this monster is very similar. It's sort of just a reskin. Um,
0: and, and doing more with them exactly. And
1: know? not, it's not like a full new monster like Lunastra, but it, it's very much. At least Silver is on the level of, like, Acidic lavinus and it's, like, very different. It's got a lot of new, mm-hmm. completely new style for this subspecies, as opposed to just, like, it roars a bit more, this and that.
2: It's nice to have the variety. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
2: Within the mm-hmm. same monster, yeah.
0: too. Sort of. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so now we're going to get into the final segment that we're doing tonight. It's gonna be a long episode, guys. I uh, hope you <laughs> hope you enjoy it. Um, we're gonna talk a little bit more, what we've been playing outside of Monster Hunter. Um, so we'll start it off with, um, I guess, Morgan. This is yours. Call yes, yours. I
2: actually, um, I purchased this game. I think it was just this weekend, and it's actually mm-hmm. really, really fun. If any of you guys have ever played like Amnesia or like you know any of like those uh, stealth-based games where there isn't really any combat, but um, you're like, you're mm-hmm. looking around, you're searching for clues. I mean, I haven't, stuff but I like know that. what you So you're basically about. playing as a private detective, and you, uh, go off onto, like, this, uh, weird island just off of the coast of Boston or whatever. Um, um, it's, a like a whaling community, whatever, and, um, there's all these strange things happening, and there's, like, eldritch monsters that are, like, coming out of paintings, and, uh, uh, people are getting, like, nightmares of, like, these weird outer god beings and stuff like that, and, um...
1: They should do something about that.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're basically sent there to, um, um to um, uncover, uh, to resolve some sort of, um, uh, mysterious death of, like, this one family. You're supposed to, um, help this guy uh, honor the reputation of, like, his uh, dead daughter because apparently she was accused of murdering everybody in her family or whatever, starting a fire. Um... Then you find, wow. out, you find <laughs> out that the husband was, like, never dead this whole time. It turns out that he was part of the cult of Cthulhu and stuff like that, trying to resurrect him or whatever, and he's, like, like half octopus and stuff like that with tentacles coming out of the one side of his body, and you're like, oh, my God. Um, and then... yeah, Oh, yeah, like the, uh, like the guy
1: from the Pirates of the Caribbean
2: movie. Oh, yeah, pretty much, yeah. He just goes all Davy Jones all over you, and he's like, to the locker with you. And you're like, no, get away from me. And then you get... you. There's, like, segments where you have to try and escape at an a sane asylum. There's a section uh, where you have to try and um, uh, defeat a dimensional shambler, but without, like, directly engaging it. So you have to, like, um, go through, like, this guy's art gallery, smashing, like, these, like, um, uh, exhibit panels, whatever, grabbing, like, these eldritch daggers, whatever, to just slice this painting that, like, this dimensional shambler just, That's really like, cool. rips out of it. And I'm like screaming like as i'm playing this it's so scary it's so fun and the, the worst part about <laughs> the dimensional shambler is that it teleports and it turns invisible you have no idea where it's gonna be and you're in a dark room alone with this thing and you have to like smash these things attract attracting its attention you're running around like this museum exhibit and you're like oh my god this is too much uh, by the time i was done with that so... section i was like having a heart attack it was so fun
1: is this sort of like a horror game? Is it like Resident Evil? It,
3: it, it, it does
2: have some Resident Evil themes to it, but unfortunately, you do not get the luxury of a gun, and there's no combat. If you get caught, you're screwed. So there's it's okay. more stealthy. So it's like a puzzle kind of... Yeah, yeah, and there are puzzles to it. Like, you have to figure out um, how to unlock this guy's safe using um, tapes that he left behind, and he leaves like these intricate um, clues for you everywhere, whatever it's very very complicated but it's it's really really fun it, it's it's definitely a thinking game which everybody knows that i enjoy i love those those thinking games where you have to really like ponder what your next move is going to be um very very fun and it's super scary too like really really scary lots of fun
1: well that's a big note for me but uh sounds interesting for people who like uh suffering
2: and i think i bought it for like 26 bucks <laughs> So definitely worth your money.
1: And I guess that kind of makes sense not having sort of like literal combat, both because of like the premise of the Cthulhu mythos and um, sort of as an adaptation of a role playing game, right? Um, it, it does have like um, there's like a lot of like dialogue
2: um situations. It's kind of got like the Mass Effect um option where you get to choose what your um what your dialogue options are, and then like there's um, ways that you can build your character up. Um, so like you could go for like prestige or you could go for investigation or you could go for like strength. Um, right. But it yeah. is,
1: it is related to Call of Cthulhu, the tabletop role Yeah. Game, right? Yeah.
2: It's very horror themed. I mean, um, if it were like any other game where you had the option of having like a knife or a gun for combat, um, Unfortunately, um, it would become more of an action flick more than it would be a like a horror game. <laughs> right. But yeah, it, it it's a lot of fun. I definitely would recommend it for a lot of people.
0: <laughs> and and what um how old is um, this? Um it game, came man? out
2: in 2018, so it's actually not that old of a game. Okay. Um, uh it's um it, it kind of has like an older graphics feel to it. Like it's kind of got like that dishonored kind of feel to it with the graphics. But um, sure. yeah, but it, it definitely holds up for the gameplay. Like, it, it the scares are very, very good. Like, you you get creepy crawly skin like every time that you're playing that game. Once you start getting to like the uh, the twisted dimensional like psychological stuff, it, oh, yeah, I, I I is it. I, um...
1: Does it have this sort of like more painterly like character designs like Dishonored?
2: Um, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Like all all the fishermen, they look like each other's brother. Like, and they're all butt ugly. Like it <laughs> sucks. Like they actually all look the same. And why they have to be so butt ugly? I don't know. Uh...
0: <laughs> because apparently, if you're a blue collar worker, you're ugly. Thanks, yeah. Game thanks developers. a lot, That's game.
3: Nice. You know, us working thanks, <laughs> Peter us.
1: Jackson. But frankly, working class people don't all look like orcs with like skulls stapled to their heads or whatever the hell. Yeah,
2: yeah. we the scaffold have yeah. beauty. The scaffold? Scaffold, you know, like you know, like scaffolding. You can you can like st-
0: The people holding up Pretty much, society. yeah.
1: Man, that's a really yeah. derogatory way to refer to yourself. Just <laughs> say to that.
2: I didn't call myself a bar stool,
3: okay? Step on me,
2: <laughs> step on me. <laughs> Even in the bar, okay, uh... I'm quite stable.
0: <laughs> um. Well, cool. It uh, sounds like a oh, fun fantastic. game. Um. So for me, um, as some of you guys know, if you've been listening a while, especially beginning of this year, uh, I like ARPGs, like Diablo. So I love all sorts of like hack-and-slash-loot grind <laughs> games, uh, you know, that, it, sword and sorcery, that kind of stuff. So I've been playing Torchlight 2 on the Switch. Um, I haven't been playing this very diligently. Um, I've more so, <laughs> like, I mean, I've been in a lot of car rides recently uh, for work. Uh, I think I, I mentioned to you, Haru, uh, this past Wednesday, I was in the car for, the total work day was like 16 and a half hours, but I was in the car for about thirteen of it, mostly. Like we only did a couple things. We had to drive like five and a half hours one way, and we were there for like only an hour, and then like five and a half hours back. Um, and of course, we actually made a stop before that. And it's, it's all crazy. But it's like anyways, a period a lot of time, time to that one is conscious a day. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah. My day. My day started at. 5 a.m. and then i was home i think it was like after 10 so it was it was a really rough day but um (laughs) uh anyways i play a lot of my uh yeah torchlight and that kind of stuff uh, on the uh switch when i can and uh it is very much uh, a lot of people uh, really enjoyed Torchlight because it came from the Diablo 2 guys.
2: That explains uh, a lot. Absolutely. It was a good game. Like I played the original Torchlight, but I don't think I've touched Torchlight 2 yeah. yet.
0: So Torchlight, uh, I didn't play the original Torchlight that much, but it's it's very it's very interesting to me to see these sort of branches from what Diablo 1 started. Uh, as far as like this genre, um, I don't think Diablo One was the first one in this genre. I could be wrong; it could be the first one. Um, but a lot of most influence comes from Diablo. You mean it popularized it? Uh, yeah, I I I know that Diablo One wasn't intended to be that way, so it might have started mm-hmm. it. I'm not entirely sure um, because like Diablo One was not intended to work like that. It was actually intended to work more like. Um, Something like uh, Rabbids or XCOM or that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, An RTA or a turn turn-based it, strategy Right, it was originally meant to be something like that, but it ended up, they're like, now we need to turn up the action and that kind of thing. So, anyways, all that. Um, Torchlight is another branch from Diablo 2 in the same vein of Diablo 3 being one, uh, Pathfinder, Titan Quest, like Pathfinder. Path of Exile. <laughs> Anyways. Um, uh, you know, like uh, Grim Dawn off of Titan Quest. So like a lot of these uh, franchises that come off of the sort of like the root of modern ARPGs I would say is Diablo 2. Torchlight 2 being another one of those branches. Um, it's an interesting take on what those kind of games are. And the fact that it focuses... Um, it, it, it folks, focuses a lot on tiers of skills. So like, you. So I'm playing uh, the Ember Mage, which is sort of like your spellcaster with elements. So their skills and deal with either fire, lightning, or ice. Um, and I just focused on a fire build. And you like certain skill gap. You know, you level up, you get a skill point in. It's not very much uh, different, but it, it does these things. Like if you put X amount of points into the skill specifically. It unlocks new abilities for this tier. So there's not really synergies. Like in Diablo 2. Where it was like hey if you put points in this skill. It buffs this skill. And and so on. This is more of like putting your resources. Into certain skills to make them do better. And then there's this thing. Where this pet helps you. And this pet. You can offload items onto this pet. And send them to town. Instead of going back to town yourself. When you're picking up loot. Um. So it's a lot about keeping you in the action as much as possible. Um, which is kind of cool. Um, but the game also feels kind of... Like, most of the time, I don't pay attention a lot to story and that kind of thing. Except for certain uh, games The hook me or I'm invested in those stories. Um, this one in particular is, like, bland. <laughs> <laughs> like, very bland. Um. So I, I started off reading a bunch of the stuff and it's just like okay I just don't really I get to a point where I really don't care and uh, it's a lot of dialogue boxes being spoken to you while scrolling slowly and that kind of thing Is there a voice acting? Um, There's some There is, yeah. yes Um. Yeah Um. It, but it's not like it's not like the best or that kind of thing It's definitely more focused on the Sort of like grind of going and doing things. Um,
3: right.
0: it's it's uh, it's a lot more uh, linear in style than some other games in the, in the series. Sure, there's side paths for side quests, but like if, as long as you're somewhat exploring, you're gonna find everything. Um, I think there's only been one thing that I was like, okay, I just don't know where this thing is, so I ended up skipping like one thing so far. <laughs> like, and I'm like, pretty, I think I'm pretty far into the game. Um, it's, it's, it's not. It's very. Uh, it's. It, I'm okay with the game playing it casually. If I was playing it a little more hardcore, I think I would need someone else. And I think that's true for a lot of games in the genre. Of you kind of need someone to play it with to sort of like make it more of a social thing because on its own it doesn't isn't going to stand very long or at least in long uh, doses of playing. Um, it's not bad. But uh, it's certainly not my favorite. (laughs) Um, So I'm actually not, like, playing it too often right now because I'm kind of cooled off on it. um, I'm not really playing a lot on my Switch. So, like, if I do boot up my Switch and I do have the opportunity, I am playing that. But, like, I'm mostly going to be playing on my PC or the Monster Hunter on the PS4 right Right now now. Uh, up until Luigi's Mansion, which I'm hopefully going to be getting uh, later this month. So... (laughs) <laughs> and that's it for Torchlight for me. Um, so it sounds like someone's been playing a mobile game? Yes,
2: I have. I've been playing Clash Royale, which is a it's a free mobile game. It's, it's kind of like an RTS, but the idea is that you have um, uh, two towers and a castle. And the idea is that you use uh-huh. a combination of troop cards, um, a combination of spells, and some building cards... To try and produce, um, like, either, like, a wave of units to be able to take out, um, as many of their towers or even their castle, um, as you can, while also trying to keep yours in reserve. Um, it's kind of tricky. It's 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 typically a one-on-one game where you're playing online with a bunch of, well, with a bunch of competitors, and you can even have a clan where you have a bunch of members that are working together, um... Uh, just working your way up this ladder system, which is really, really competitive and very tough to get through. Um so right now, how do how do I describe it? Um what you get usually is um you, you run with a deck of like about eight cards. And between those cards um they're each worth a certain uh elixir. Kinda like picture magic the gathering. Right. But like um mm-hmm. but like with an RTS um, effect with towers that you have to protect while also attacking your opponent um it's it's a it's quite it's it seems simple but it's also like very complex and very intricate in the way that it plays like for example like there are cards that function as like tanks there are um cards that uh, function as off tanks that can deal huge amounts of damage um there are um cards that uh well buildings that can spawn units for you there are uh troop units that can spawn units for you and then there's uh, other ones that specialize in certain abilities, like stunning people, or freezing, or even dealing like massive area of effect. Um, it's surprisingly sure. complex, actually, with the with the amount of strategy that is involved in that game. It's and it's free to play. Um, anybody can just download it in the um, um, in the Play Store, or I think you can even get it. on... Um, Who's
1: paying you? Uh, no one, actually.
2: I, I didn't get a sponsorship for this.
1: <laughs>
2: Just God damn it, I want my sponsorship! But I'm never gonna get it. Because I've only got 40 what's, subscribers. What's the thing
1: for those links where you, where you give a link to a thing and you get, like, a portion of the sales? What, what's the term for that? Uh, Endorsed links or something like that? Yeah, I think it's like that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sugar daddy links. <laughs>
2: anyway, keep going.
0: Sugar daddy. <laughs> Sugar daddy links. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the honey? Oh
2: man, yeah.
0: But it is it is a
2: fantastic game. Like, um, it can be complete. It can be pretty frustrating at sometimes. Um, there's like lag issues with it sometimes. But um, otherwise, it's not oh, yeah. bad. Um,
1: so it's some online mobile game, is what you're saying?
2: Yeah, that you can play on your phone. That's yeah. lag issues. It's pretty typical of that kind of a game, mm. though. Hmm. Yeah. Okay,
0: um, yeah, this was actually kind of big a couple of years ago. I think is when it came out. I, don't, I remember uh, listening to the Co-Optional podcast with uh, the late John Bain or Total Biscuit and him, and you know the, the co-host Jesse Cox and Dodger. They were all over this game for a long time, so it's funny to see that you know, the game still going. Um, where do you, like do you have to like buy the cards or do you just
2: like, um you know? as as you uh progress through the game like um there there are two different kinds of, of currency that they have in the game so there's gems and then there's gold um for the gold you can just you can win <laughs> so it passively the classic. yeah and uh, but as for <laughs> oh, yeah. gems you have to like progress through the game and eventually like get chests and then like you can get that as sort of a passive reward and eventually it be, um eventually uh, once you get a big enough bank. For a lot of that stuff um uh, how do i put it um you can eventually like go into like an in-game market where you can purchase um certain like uh cards for coins okay or you can even get emotes for like in-game taunting your opponents and stuff like that um uh <laughs> of for ge- uh, using your <laughs> gems and stuff like that there- there's a lots of like uh rewards too like um in the game, you can also get like skins for your towers and for your troops as well. Um, there's quite a lot to yeah. it, actually. I'm, I'm very surprised. This game has actually come a long way from like the beta when I first played this game, and it's it's so much better now.
1: Really, really yeah, happy I mean, with like it. stress okay. stress flashbacks of all the hours of my life I've spent listening to people describe dual currency systems on podcasts dual currency i'll admit i'm not a f- i'm
2: not a fan of dual currency but i mean it's just one of those things you got to accept when you play these games
1: have they got mario yeah. yet like is there is there a mario game that has coins and then like uh purple coins or something that would be like, awful. Is the mario kart tour is there something like that in that game
0: Wonder. Oh, I'm sure that the, uh, yeah, the Mario Kart thing, I'm sure that it has something. I've, I've heard nothing but bad things about that game, but uh, I haven't actually looked into it. Huh. Well, interesting. Uh, it's not often we get, like, a mobile game on here, although you brought that up last time you were on. you brought up- Yeah,
2: it, it that so. game also is really fantastic. I love these uh, problem-solving puzzle games. They're just so much fun. I wish people would get into them more, though.
0: Uh, real quick, I've been playing a mobile game also, but it is not a gotcha game or anything. It's, it's like a stupid little... You basically shoot cannonballs at a castle, and it's called Castle Wreck or something like that. Castle Wreckers?
1: It's, crashers?
0: Yeah. So, no, not Castle Crashers. It's like Castle Wreck. Uh, I don't have my phone near me, but... Like, <laughs> like it's just like you shoot cannonballs at uh, a castle, and you only have so many cannonballs to completely tear down the castle. Oh, so it's an Angry Birds enough. And... Kind of, but it's three D. <laughs> um, oh. so you have to like shoot over thing. Yeah, kind of like <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, less complex than Angry Birds, if that makes sense. Um, which I actually like Angry Birds. Um. So for uh, uh, my last thing that I'm going to be talking about today is not a game; it's a movie um, called Joker, and I'm not going to give a review because I can't. I didn't see the whole movie in the theaters, and it's not like, oh man, it was so bad I walked out. I actually really liked what I saw up until the projector turned off.
2: Oh man!
0: I paid for a movie, and the movie just ended halfway through. And like, it's uh, I went with my brother and my dad, and uh, there was about maybe 10 other people in the theater. And it w- turned off, and there was there was issues beforehand. It was a little fishy because um, we were sitting waiting for the movie to start. It started at 6.15 p.m. Uh, yesterday, actually. Um, it was the showtime. And we're like, okay, so we got there a little early because we like to do that. We like to get there early. We're expecting... You know, like the the pre-screen, all that kind of stuff to come on. And um, none of that comes on. It gets to about 6, 18, 6, We see clips of the middle of the movie. Just like quick flashes. Really? That's brutal. Oh, yeah, that up. That up. And, uh, and then it stops. It shuts down. And it restarts straight as the movie starts. No trailers, nothing. Just starts. I'm like, okay that's weird and interesting. Cause we actually like my family and I like, like trailers because all of us enjoy very, movies very much. Um, if I had the time to do a fifth or fourth or third, well, I do have three, but if I had another podcast, it'd probably be about movies. I just, I don't know. I can only do so much, <laughs> but, um, cause I really like movies. I actually used to do movie reviews, uh, for a company I worked at. Um, And, like, so I was sitting there like, okay, I'd like to see the trailers and that kind of stuff. But the movie just starts. I was like, cool. All right. Let's just keep watching it. Um, I will say the movie's very tense. um, So that kind of plays into it, too. And it's sort of, like, building and building and building as it goes. But it's a slow build. But it started to pick up more momentum. And the movie just shuts off. And I'm like, I sat there for maybe 45 seconds. Tapping my finger on the chair. Looking around. And you can tell it shut off, like the the lights were were dark and everything. It wasn't like a question, like oh, it cut to black and it's kind of awkward. You actually heard it shut off, the lights on the projector come off and everything. And we're like,
1: mm-hmm. did you go to like a theater right. chain or is this like a local theater?
0: Uh, Danbury Cinema. It is a chain. Um, it is probably the worst chain you will ever hear hmm. of. Uh, I've never been to a Danbury I like. Worse than a but Regal, unfortunately. Oh, dude dude regal regal is regal compared to dan <laughs> it's <laughs> like,
1: like the burger king of movie theaters
0: i don't i liked the regal and so a uh, little bit of real talk here i live in southern ohio Chillicothe. uh it's kind of it's one of the bigger cities in the, in the area here a lot of people uh from southern ohio that within like even almost an hour sometimes come to our movie theater um because it's the only movie theater in a long time however the danbury cinema is a garbage chain if anyone's ever seen it and it actually beat out a regal 20 in the area and uh another theater there used to be three theaters in my city and now there's one and this one has a monopoly so they don't do shit to take care of it um including the projectors apparently so um
1: Kind of an important part for of the whole seconds. element of oh, yeah. into the movie is the movie.
0: So I get, up from the, uh, I get up from my chair. No one else is moving because they're all confused, right? Uh, and I'm like, I'll be right back. So I walk myself out of the theater. I walk up to the manager's office. Well, at first I ask the bellboy or whatever taking the tickets. I'm like, hey, where's the manager? I need to talk to him. Theater 8, just shut down. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay. They're right in there. So I walk into the manager's office and it's just two women sitting there and they're not even like, I'm like, Hey, um, so I have a problem. Uh, theater eight just shut down. We were in the middle of the movie and I'm going to say middle of the movie because I know the runtime and it's been a little bit over an hour. Oh my God. <laughs> um, uh, so like, is, is is someone working on it? And like, Oh yeah, yeah. They're working on it. Um, uh, we're aware we're going to try to get it back on, but if it doesn't come on, we're going to give you a, uh, a voucher to see another movie and i I kind of stopped i was like okay um i really like to see the rest of the movie (laughs) so like um because like i said i really enjoyed what i saw up to that point um so like okay um sure so I, i walk out and i go in and i tell the rest of the theater like hey this is what they're talking about so most people at that point just get up and leave uh and they're like uh we're gonna take the voucher which means that at that point i don't think they're even going to turn the movie back on so but my brother and my dad are very stubborn people so we sat there for another five minutes before we walked out um and i was like yeah they're not even up there in the projection room i just see no one up there um so yeah so we got our voucher to any movie not just joker um so we had this option to go see a movie for free I'd like to see the Joker, but that movie's really tense, and we were actually discussing not seeing the rest of it because of how tense it was. Uh (laughs) A (laughs) hidden
2: godsend! It's like, okay, nope, no more movie. You know, just like, what? What (laughs) What about the rest of the people? Nah, they can watch it in a later time. We'll just give them a voucher for that.
0: Yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm not really here to talk about the Joker. It's the movie itself. Um, More so, my experience of half-seeing it. Um, and it wasn't like, I was just like, it was the strangest thing I've had. Now, like I said, I'm not a fan of the Danbury. This is the same theater that I went, would I went to go watch, uh, many years ago. We bought a zoo when I came out. <laughs> that
3: fucking movie.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. What a yeah. Kinda... Um, also at the same time, I think Transformers three or two was playing at that same time that that was playing. Revenge of the
1: dark Cybertron
0: revenge of the waste of time Um, this is how bad this theater is i'm sitting there watching we bought a zoo very quiet movie first of all a speaker's blown and i'm pretty sure that speaker's been blown for decades now because (laughs) or not you know not decades but it was a long time i think it was a five or six years ago that i saw this movie um and I could hear the Transformers movie next door to the point where I could actually hear and understand the dialogue of that movie over top... Sam Witwicky,
1: we need you. You're our only hope.
0: Obi-Wan, is that you? Yes,
1: it is I, Sam (laughs) Witwicky.
0: So, on top of the just general uncleanliness of these theaters, and, and like, eh, there's it's just like i just don't like these theaters uh so like this i'm still going to go back and watch movies at this theater because unless i want to drive an hour to the next city i have to watch it here <laughs> so it's just frustrating very frustrating and i would have liked to seen a whole movie <laughs> <laughs> and another thing is i, I saw hellboy in the theater earlier this year um one of the speakers were blown where there was no music. So watching Hellboy with no music is interesting because a lot of the cut scene, the cut scenes, ah, video yeah. game turns, a lot of these, the, the transition scenes of them going over forests and that kind of stuff, the traveling scenes essentially is heavy music during the fights. Sometimes it's heavy music. And I know this because I saw the movie a second time in the other city up in you know, the big IMAX theater about an hour away. So, yeah, (laughs) I hate this theater. (laughs) That's it. That's my rant. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that sounds Um, like a
1: bad experience, but, you know, it wasn't a bad experience. Transition. Uh, I finally, finally, finally finished Gravity Rush 2, which I've been playing since literally when it launched in
0: 2016. uh... So, uh, more, uh you were part of SideQuest now. A little bit of meta talk. Uh, one of our side quests is actually Gravity Wash One because um, Harry wanted to get into it because of Gravity Wash ah. Two. Gravity Wash One, we did that in like what November, December. Really? Like. Well, I, I've already so, played
1: one for that, but I, I just wanted yeah, to talk about that's it. That's when
0: we did the episode, and you were playing two. I think you had started to when we were playing one.
1: Yeah, I, I, I did, it's a weird backlog thing with me. But anyway, um <laughs> Gravity Rush, it's a really sorta of different style of game. Um the structure of it is sort of like a open world uh like not like an open world, but like a sandbox game of your for like Jack and Daxter where it's like mission-based, and um Oh yeah, I love you yeah, unlock Jack and different of Daxter. regions of the world. Oh or just like any sort of like older <laughs> style uh game like that with like collectibles and like you collect orbs and things for power ups. Yep. Um, right, and and the core mechanic is you can press R one to just like negate gravity and sort of float up in the air, and then basically if you press the button again, whichever direction you're facing, you you fall towards that direction. So you can shift gravity in that way, um, and it's sort of like a superhero story of cat, um, uh, uh, the, the protagonist who has this this uh, superpower. Um, and the sequel sort of mixes it up in different ways because you used to have the standard kick for combat, um, whereas the sequel adds uh, the lunar style, which um, while you're floating through the air, you actually like it changes the physics of it, so you're actually lighter mm-hmm. and you and you fly slower and you fall slower. Um, uh, I guess because you just have more surface area. Doesn't totally make t- sense in Newtonian physics, but anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh, and they changes the so. Hmm?
0: Just real quick, uh, I wanted to talk about like, yeah, I talked about like uh, you were playing this back then. I can tell you right now, we posted our Gravity Rush episode, uh, sidequest episode five, pointing gravity in new directions, October seventh of twenty eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been playing too. That holy long? crap! No, it,
1: came out, <laughs> it launched in twenty sixteen, dude. I I bought it at launch. I've been playing this game oh, for okay. a long ass time. Like January 2016, wow. not even the fall. Um, so lunar style.
0: Continue, sorry.
1: <laughs> uh, changes the kick to sort of like a teleport, and it's it's good for like dealing with aerial enemies. Um, but there's some really fun mechanics to it because like you have that lighter gravity. It changes the platforming mechanics, which of the platforming and like actual ground-based running of Gravity Rush has always been sort of janky and sort of like start stutter yeah. stop because there's no like walk speed. It's all like. You run even if you're only moving one foot forward, Um, but uh, you can actually like hold jump to sort of curl up your legs and charge up a spring jump that like shoots you super high into the air. And while you're in the air, you can curl up your legs again so that the second you touch down, you can do another spring jump and bounce off to another thing. Um, And there's also this cool mechanic. It's really hard. It's a little bit hard to pull off. But you if you start into a run from a standstill, you will like launch and kick off of a thing, and you'll like put your arms at your side and sort of like Superman fly um, mm-hmm. for a distance. Um, and these these sort of platform mechanics aren't really used because you can just like fly across a thing. but there are a couple of missions that actually actually like limit your actual flying gravity powers. so you have to sort of platform, uh, which I really appreciated. Because they're really interesting mechanics to uh, toy around with, um, and then the, there's also the heavier sort of style where you're heavier, you fall quicker, you're sort of more resilient uh, in combat, you can block things, and it, it it's basically it gives you sort of like a super move where instead of a kick, you have to use a charge attack, and you'll slam down to the ground with a ton of gravitational force and like send out shockwaves like a Okay. Uh, sort of like an infamous, like any op- superhero open world game, uh, ground pound. Um, and they added a great mode near the end of the game where, um, you transform into, you go into this sort of super mode, like, a uh, uh, meter limited, uh, mode where you turn into a panther, uh, which is sort of cat's motif. Um, and you can like turn the, the camera and the panther is, like, running, but it's running across the air. So you can actually, like, run um, just towards your enemy and just mash attack. And you'll sort of, like, uh, short-distance teleport and just panther-claw things. And it's really great because um, you get to... It's, it's like, that great um, super mechanic of just uh, circumventing the normal, like, limits of the gameplay. And then, like, breaking guards and things like that.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: Um.
0: Sounds a little bit different from one, in that sense. Oh yeah. One that, was more. That's all the new stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um.
1: Hmm. And, and just just to the story, I, I realized, um, it's it's very like anime, very sort of like, uh, this is sort of like the the type of. Sort of bumbling female hero that you see in anime a lot. Oh no! Um, It's not bad, really. It's (laughs) like it's not like super cringy.
0: I love Morg's immediate alarm for that (laughs) trope.
1: I can't help Um, it, but
2: be wary sometimes.
1: But but I liked that they they were telling a superhero story, and they never like had her like don a secret identity. Um, and, and like, yeah. do that whole, like, rote, like, um, paint-by-numbers superhero plot. like Edgelord. I have to right. defeat the villains, but killing is wrong, so I can't kill the villains. Uh, yeah. superheroing is hard. Um, I am bad bad you will go yeah. to jail, Joker. You killed 50,000
2: people, <laughs> you won't just go to jail, because I refuse to snap your neck. Unlike in, what was it? I think he did it in, like, what was it? Batman Returns or The Dark Knight Returns? What was that graphic novel where he finally snapped his neck? Yeah, I think that was the one time where it was like, yep, Batman finally snapped.
1: Um, Joker. Probably Dark Knight Returns. That, um, yeah, that sounds about right. The, um. Uh. And, you know, par- partially par- part of the reason, um, cat doesn't have that moral dilemma about killing is because whenever she floats up gravity, random civilians just float up into the air and into the abyss with her, because this is just a floating city yep. in the middle of a void, so, uh, yeah,
0: you know, maybe. There was many casualties in my first playthrough. Yeah, she'll yep. uh, kill a motherfucker, who knows. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> <laughs> Kawaii Desu? Like, anime girl? Uh, um, yeah. And then, infamously... Hey. The first game ends with, like, a very abrupt boss battle in, in uh, Venda Center, which is sort of like the urban center of uh, Hexaville, the city center, yeah. city setting. Um, And there was another sort of climactic battle, and immediately after the battle ended, it cut to credits, two did, and I was like, mm-hmm. no, you're not. <laughs> I think a second game without questions answered, I swear to God. I don't know why yeah. they did this but there's credits before the end of the game. Like, that's... You, like, finish uh-huh. the the main story, sort of, and then there's another... Like, that's the second chapter of the story. And then there's another third chapter after that, and then another set of credits after
3: that.
0: What in oh. the world? I've never heard of this and, before. And the last... Yeah, that's just... They pull the... Did they pull a Donkey Kong Country where... You beat King K. Roll, but everything's spelled with a K, and all the Kremlings are all the cast and credits, and... <laughs> they uh, they be- pulled my beating he heart up. out of
1: my chest and gave me a, a panic um, that they were going to leave... But that there was a lot of closure in the last act of the game, and it answered a lot of the questions that have been lingering since the first game. Um, oh, okay. And it's sort of like, you get the idea that this is sort of going to be the last game in the series, which is a shame, because okay. it could use another pass and like a, a, a new polish new technology um because this, I mean, this was originally a vita game this uh sort of two is the first playstation 4 effort like full development
0: since when is a succinct narrative ending stopped a game developer or movie maker from making another <laughs> sequel
1: when it doesn't sell more than a million copies like gravity rush one and two I don't know why, but Sony never put this game... I was talking
0: specifically about narrative, but okay, yeah. I was Well, the narrative is
1: that they make whatever makes more money.
2: The minute you said that, where it's like, when has there ever been a game where there's been a complete ending where they haven't thought of making a sequel? I'm thinking, Legend of Zelda, this sounds very familiar. It's like, we finally sealed away Ganador for eternity, he will never break free. And then you realize, oh... This wasn't the first time he's been out. Oh, wait, remember that God Demise? Yeah, the very beginning? Yeah. The latest game? Yeah. Yeah, that was Ganondorf the whole time. Huh. Wow. (laughs) We're really (laughs) shitty at this whole seal thing. Yeah, seal his soul away! And we're all thinking, is it going to work? Is it really going to work? I don't think so, mister.
1: (laughs) This one's called Calamity Ganon. Why? Because it... uh... Uh, Is
0: a Calamity!
1: Play the main theme, play a trailer. It's like, get the local <laughs> lich, put him in the
2: phylactery!
0: Because, 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 uh, uh, look over there! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no, what in the world did that be? This one's
1: a Calamity and because he turned the world post-apocalyptic and ruined it. Different to Ocarina of Time, where he turned the world post-apocalyptic and ruined it.
0: Redead still scare the shit out of me. That's all I'm gonna say.
1: Oh, those things that
3: scream uh, and paralyze
2: you. Yeah,
1: those yeah. things are so annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like <laughs> uh, Yoda pose on your head. It's great.
0: Yeah, <laughs> eat your face, <laughs> I will. So yeah, you had a big, you had a big uh, fake out ending. Um, okay. Um, yeah,
1: I'll uh, I'll get back to talking more about this probably in another topic, but. Um... I would very much encourage people to check gravity rush out because it is an underappreciated series and uh mm-hmm. God damn it Sony, I don't know why they didn't put this at e3 just as a trailer because it's super undersold uh, it's it's just a very refreshing type of game um yeah from basically anything else. I can't think of a game that's like it except in the quest structure
0: sure oh and yeah it was. Even number one, when we did side quest on it, um, I remember thinking like, okay, this is, I was thinking something along the lines of portal or, you know that kind of stuff where they do play with gravity, but like, no, this was like a storytelling adventure set and like, yeah, this kind of thing. And of course it's, it was trippy and it was kind of hard, <laughs> sometimes hard to follow the story because like, okay, so why is space cat talking to me? Like. Um, but there's definitely some tropes in there, but it still did it in a unique and kind of fun way. Um, so yeah, um, it's also, I might try out number two. Ooh.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely say, oh man, you're, Mm, you're before the best part in the first game. You have to go through like, uh, (laughs) play a few more missions of that. It's a remaster. It's pretty good. Um, but yeah, it's, it's...
0: I, I mean, I, I finished number one. Oh, you did? Yeah.
1: Oh, that's great. I thought I misremember. Yeah.
0: No, I think I finished it uh, afterwards.
1: Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I my favorite part of one was when you fall down the world pillar. Um, yeah. And do that whole sort of uh, detour. Yeah. Huh. But um okay. Gravity Rush is also just, like, it's one of the only cel-shaded games that I think actually, like, look great because instead of like the black outline style they do like and two especially there's like a lot of lighting and like um, because when your character is gravity shifting they actually turn like glowy red and you can see like inside their body uh, a little bit and they're sort of translucent and they're just like you can see sort of lighting coming through the edges of your character and instead of being like Mm -hmm. black lines like Okami or Borderlands or something um it is uh, 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 it's sort of like the lighting creates the outlines of the character. Um, sure, yeah. Okami is the other celebrated game that I actually think looks nice for first style, but... <laughs>
2: yeah. Obviously, that's a okay. highlight. Oh, huh, you can get Gravity Rush for PS4.
0: That's cool. Yeah, that's what huh. I played it on. Uh,
1: yeah, I got a port. Yeah. And they're both like 10 bucks or something. It's so cheap. Especially when they go on sale.
0: All right. Well, guys, I think that was a pretty good episode, like pretty long. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I think uh, without unless anyone has some final thoughts on something they'd like to say before we wrap up.
2: Uh, this might actually be like from like a way way back uh, where I should have mentioned this in the first bit of the episode, but. When you guys um use the clutch claw on Rajang, have you guys noticed that if you hang on for uh-huh. too long, he grabs you, throws you off, and then punches you?
1: No. Did not say that. No. Experiment I seen with that. it a little bit. Um... It,
2: it, hang on to his shoulder for too long. He'll actually reach over, grab you off, and then he'll treat you like as if he just got you in a pin. It is So cool Mm. seeing that. He's just like, get off of me! And then he just throws you off to the side and then just wails on you. It's
1: so crazy. Yeah, it's definitely nice Mm. to see one of the monsters act a little self-aware with the mounting systems when there's a game with all these spike monsters of razor sharp death that you can just hop on the back of no problem. Oh my god, it's so funny.
0: Yeah, I mean... They do kind of like, especially when you're mounting them. They're like, ah, get off me! And I try to rub against walls and stuff. But I mean, obviously, it's canned animations too. But at least it's showing like something they're trying to do. But yeah, that's actually <laughs> more. I <cool>. recommend
2: everybody <laughs> well, try it, it, it. Okay, Clutch Claw onto Rajang, and then just hang on, and then see what happens. You'll be, you'll be
0: so impressed. my
1: investigations.
0: You'll be so impressed. Be at full health. Have your vitality mantle on. Yes. Do it. Do it. <laughs> um <laughs> all right um thank you guys for listening uh today to this extra long episode um but hey you know sometimes we like to get some more stuff in there um this is fourth you can catch me at hunter Sub pod on twitter uh you might have seen me tweet about the fact that the movie ended halfway through and <laughs> i <laughs> stuff like that um uh, so yeah, um, I also have a Patreon on uh, www.patreon.com patreon. Uh, just tip jar. Don't, no, I don't promote it too much. But uh, and then working on the Griffin ecology that might come out sometime next couple weeks. So we'll see. Um, and I will see you guys on the next quest. And on that quest, where you be, Haru?
1: I am at a canes dead grand on Twitter. Uh, occasionally tweeting, mostly retweeting. Uh, yeah. Generally, just a lot of sad things, because a lot of sad things are happening if you're of an ethnic minority in the Middle East. But, Uh, yeah. Anyway, on that note...
0: Always the politician, Haru. (laughs) That's not politics. Um, I mean, yes, you're right. It's not. But it is real-world stuff. Um... So, uh, and I'll, again, welcome to uh, being a co-host, MorgDaddy. Uh, you can guys find can you? find
2: me on Twitter at uh, morganhay 3 I believe it is. And then you can also check me mm-hmm. out on YouTube. Uh, I go by Morg Daddy there. Um, I post a whole bunch of uh, silly, funny videos. Um, mostly I've been doing a playthrough on um, Iceborne. Yeah, uh, the latest episode was about Glavinus, or at least my first encounter with him. Now, bear in mind that these are, like, this is footage that is, like, a month old. old. So, yeah, everybody's been like, oh, yeah. my gosh, how was it, you know, that first time? And I was like, dude, like, that's been, like, a million years ago. It? I mean, like, I'm laughing at it now. Like, a lot of it is super frustrating. So, yeah, uh, yeah, mostly these videos are just for the fun of it, just for entertaining purposes. Like... So much of it is just me just looking back at this stuff and laughing about it, um, yeah. And if mm-hmm. if you enjoy me uh, criticizing a lot of like uh, the things about the games or like the characters or even how I play as a as a hunter in that game, uh, feel free to check it out. It's quite a lot of fun. I make a lot of mistakes, and we can all laugh together.
0: I haven't finished the whole series, but I'm up through episode. Oh four, yeah, it so. gets. It's it gets stuff. it
2: gets really really good by the end of it. You're you're probably gonna like uh, episode seven. I think that will probably be your best one. Um, number five, <laughs> I think that one was the slightly creepy one with Nightshade paleumu. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dream a little dream of me. Oh boy, Ugh, that thing still gives me
0: nightmares. <laughs> Alrighty, well thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys next quest.